Hello guys, it's Perla here and today with me I have Luis. Hello guys. And today we're gonna talk to you about a time when English saved our asses. Okay, so can I go first? Yes, you're the guest. All right, so... I right before I went to Australia I used I was working in a clothing store um in the mall and I think I was the only one who knew English there so this one guy this one customer came in and he was looking for outfits and stuff and nobody knew what to do because he He could only speak Chinese or English, so they called me. And even for me, it was a little bit hard to understand, but since I was the only one in the store who knew how to speak English, um, I got there and I tried to talk to the guy. It was one of my first experiences um, talking to a person in another language in real life. And to be honest, it wasn't that great because like it wasn't perfect. It did save my ass because we managed to sell something to the guy. So it, it, it made me look good. Um, but that's when I realized that even though I knew how to speak English, I still needed a lot of practice like in real life and with conversation. So it was it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. So what about you, Pei? Well, uh, before I tell the guys about me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. And uh, do you get nervous when they called you? If I yes, but I got excited as well because that was the first time somebody had asked me to use my English at work, okay. and. It was, it's funny because it was uh, a job that I had just for two months. Um, it was a gig. It wasn't like a real job in my career. Um, and it was the first time, so I didn't expect it. So I was a little nervous, but I was very excited. And how about the people who worked with you? Were they nervous, like, because they couldn't communicate with a guy? And how, how do you perceive the environment? Oh, no, yeah, they were terrified. They were, like, when the guy showed up, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, on the floor. That's how we call the area of, like, sales, where the clothes are. So I wasn't on the floor. I was doing the stock. And... So I wasn't there and they were terrified. They didn't know what to do. Like, oh my God, pa 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 pa. And then someone came up. They called me, Luis, hurry up, come down. Um, we need your help. We really need your help. There's a guy here. Like, he's Japanese, Chinese, I don't know. Like, they, they didn't know. And like, can you please, please help us? So I, I went down there and I I looked at the guy who was a little bit older. He wasn't like I, I wasn't sure. Then I asked him uh, where he was from. I'm, I think he was from Hong Kong. 
Um, but he could only speak English. He didn't know anything about Portuguese. And that made everyone really nervous. So I tried to help him. Like eventually we managed to, to figure something out. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, if I was in that situation, I would be a little bit scared, I think. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, was it here in Paulina Campinas? It was in uh, Dom Pedro. In Dom Pedro, in the, the mall. Yeah. Yeah. So there are chances for people that one day they're working and somebody from another country comes in and they don't speak any Portuguese. No, yeah, for sure. That that happens a lot. Um, before that, um, I was also like during college, during during university. I was an intern at Unicamp, the, the radio and TV place. And so at the university, there are many, many events with like international guests and they're talking about their research. So I went to, I covered a physical education event. Um, like there were many athletes and many like, Smarty uh, pants. Yeah, no, yeah. But then it, it was like... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry for the no, joke. But like everybody was really different and they, they were so smart. So I was intimidated because like like these are very... Like they're not only are they they're international, but they are um, known around the world for what they do. And I had to interview them because I was the only intern who could basically like great <laughs> so i had to interview them and i was so scared i was i was shaking at the time i was 20 years old i was shaking i was so scared um but it worked out and at uh, at the end it was a great experience and it made me um lose a little bit of my fear of like speaking to someone so yes you you can there is a chance that you will need to speak you might not have to speak english every day at your job like sometimes when they when you're applying for a job they are they require you to speak english but you never use it it just sometimes out of nowhere when you least expect it you might have to use it so it's it's important to at least have uh, uh, some kind of knowledge in english yeah and I, i would say like i guess you've mentioned it but this feeling of um going the extra mile and being recognized by something that you were able like yeah. that you can do it's it's awesome isn't it like it's It's great. And I was like, I had a great boss and, and she taught me so many things um, about journalism and all that stuff. And to be able to do something for her that like if I wasn't there, she would have to do it because she like other than me, she was the only one who could. And the fact that I was able to do that for her, it made me really proud of myself. So that was And it was good. It was good for my self-esteem. It was good for like um, just trusting my my skills. I yeah, think. great, great. Thank you for sharing 
it with us, please. Um, well, let me go to my uh, experience about a time when English saved my ass. My, did she? <laughs> Guys. Um, well, it's also related to Asian people. Um, most of you might know that two years ago I went to Japan out of nothing just because I saw this promotion and I felt I really had to go far and I got the tickets and off I went. So I'm there in Japan counting on my English and I think, well, I'm going to be in Tokyo, which is one of the most modern cities in the world, if not the most modern city in the world. I think Tokyo, I think technology, I think people being connected and I think like, you know, um, everything being much different than what I, than what I have here. So I'm in Tokyo and then I realize English is not that uh, widespread that most people don't have very good English, that people are very closed. And um, even the people who speak English don't have that good English. And you cannot count on the public Wi-Fi and uh, technology has a cost. So I'm there on a budget and uh, I start seeing that the restaurants where they have the menu in English, they are for tourists only and they're much more expensive than the ones that are not for for tourists. Um, I figured that out because the signs that they had for sushi in like very small places, kind of dirty places, they had the numbers um, in a way I could understand. Uh, not in Japanese, but they didn't have the menu in English. So those are, were the places I used to go to. And one day I'm in this Izakaya and uh, not even the numbers they had in English. Uh, everything was in Japanese, but it was such a cute place. It was like happy hour time. There were many people like having barbecue, the traditional uh, Japanese barbecue yakitori. Um, and it's like a node village in the middle of Ginza, if I'm not wrong. Wow, guys, I have a terrible memory for places and names and stuff. But I'm there getting my barbecue by myself. There were many people squished in by the, by the counter. And the only thing I could read from the menu was horse, which was in English. So... Uh, I used to choose my dishes like uh, just like a, uh, you know those wheels of fortune. Mm -hmm. I would just point out and wait to see what came to me, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'll have this." And then I checked it when it came to me. It was usually good, usually delicious, but that one was the only one, the only dish that they had the sign in English, and it was horse. And uh, unfortunately. Although I'm the kind of person who can consider, I can consider myself a foodie. I eat a lot. If you tell me about something I have never tried, I will try and try it. I will make everything that I need to try and eat that food, even though sometimes I don't like everything I try. But I have some limits and uh, my limits are dogs and horses. I think turtles too. I think I could. Oh, okay. I couldn't have turtles. So when I saw the sign in English written "horse," I'm like, "Okay, thank you so much." I 
didn't eat horse by mistake, <laughs> by accident. And I felt much relieved. Um, so I think that was a time. I, of course, I would never know. I would have never found out if I had eaten horse. But I think it was a courtesy for, of them like to put the sign in English. <laughs> so we could avoid like some taboos and uh, yeah. that taboo I was not ready to break at all. Yeah, I think I I would only stop for dogs and cats. It's it sucks to say, but I don't I don't know if I would stop eating the horse. <laughs> um I have eaten kangaroo once. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kangaroo and they they say the I think the most expensive meat is snake. Um, it's the most expensive one. It's the snake meat, but really? I I've never yeah I've never tried it. I don't really recall it, but I remember being in a restaurant where they had snake. But I guess I had um, kind of a crocodile instead mm. in Bonito here in Brazil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't recall having the snake. Yeah, I would. No problem. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's a problem. But I do agree that um like depending on the place, I would like to have some kind of pointer, some kind of tip in English to let me know exactly what I'm eating. Also, not just because of that, you might have I don't know, allergies. Yeah, uh, I've never thought of that and I Actually, I'm the kind of person that goes beyond allergies and stuff like um, curry, for instance. I know if I have curry, I'm going to feel really bad the next mm -hmm. day, but I'll have it anyway. So okay. I, I don't really care. Like I'm the kind of person who cries because something is too hot or I remember the first time I had Korean food, I had kimchi. Mm. I ate the whole dish, but I like... I crying the whole time <laughs> i ate i was crying and like the next day the skin from the from my mouth like was peeling off oh but i had i had to have it <laughs> no <laughs> yeah I, I love to try new things but uh, like like i said like it's it's not just about taste sometimes because i i love to taste new things but There are things that I have tasted and I don't want to do it again. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So I would like to know what it is because of that. Um, there was, a, I went to a restaurant from Taiwan and like the food was pretty good. But then when they came with the dessert, I, I had no idea what that was. So I asked them and they were like, oh, like it's a mix of beans On top, it was basically a, an iceberg, a mountain of ice oh. with beans. Oh, I've heard of that, but I, I've never had the chance. I don't remember the name. Yeah, I have no idea what the name was, but I tried it. But it's super traditional. It's it's really traditional, but it's, uh, it's I didn't I didn't like it. I I I thought it was really bad, but. Yeah, yeah. Who the knows? whole thing with like sweet beans, for example, it's not my thing either. Like uh, from the English breakfast or I know, but even I like moti, those. depending on which moti it is. It, I, I I feel weird like having salt on 
sugar on beans or, for example, sugar on avocados. It's not my thing either. Mm -hmm. But I've heard of the dish. Oh, my gosh. Where do you have it? In Australia. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a, because they have a lot of restaurants from many different places. And that's Especially Asian places because yeah. it's all around, right? Like that's, that's another situation that a lot of people go to another country. Like Australia is one big example. They go to another country without knowing anything, which is really brave. But at the same time... Um, like you can get in a lot of trouble and not just because of like food. Okay, so you go, you eat something that you don't know, that's fine. But you can get in a lot of trouble even with the police if you if you if you don't know things, if you don't know how to read things or how to understand certain signs, you if you can't read signs. Yeah, definitely, um, you're right. Like you're you can right. get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess that was it. And um, thank you so much, Luis. Very thank good. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye, guys.